To the designers, to the brands, to the influencers, to the business owners that are struggling or just want to step up their game, this podcast is for you. My name is Mark McDonough. I've been marketing for the last 20 years and have worked with some of the biggest brands from the Roger Thomas Collection, Restoration Hardware, to Walmart. I'm also the CEO of one of the fastest growing PR and marketing firms in the interior design industry and also one of the top design blogs, Tastefully Inspired. My goal is to bring you valuable, actionable marketing and business tips every podcast. I talk business growth and help to empower business owners and brands to think bigger. If you think your business needs some help or just want to spotlight your business, please reach out so we can get you on the show. I want to know your story because I promise you it will inspire others. This is the Tastefully Inspired Podcast. All right, so without hesitation, let's introduce Ian. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Hi, Mark. All right. Now, here's the thing. One of the formats I wanted to do, or the format I wanted with this podcast was make it a little bit more casual and kind of get to the meat of stuff. Um, so it's basically what works and what doesn't. Ian and I have been going back and forth, and he's been wanting me to get my tired old face off of uh, Tastefully Inspired's Instagram account. <laughs> so I've been kind of thinking about it, too, and um, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you know, I got to take it down that uh, high school yearbook picture of me, because I don't know if it really represents my brand the way I want to. And then right. today, I talked to Barbara Viteri, and she says, you kind of look like the Facebook guy. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, that clinches it. I'm gone. So, but but I thought this was kind of interesting. Okay. So, as is, the Tastefully Inspired Instagram account gets about 100 new people every single week. Okay? Honestly. We're three thirty-five 35.1. We just hit that, I think, last night. So, we get about 100 new people a week with my pretty little 18-year-old face. Now... Mm -hmm. Ian said to me, well, you know what, look, we got a lot of people at Tastefully Inspired and, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, community, kind of a group. And so by having Tastefully Inspired, the icon, the logo there, it kind of is a little bit better of a representation of the brand. And I agree, but I'm not a big change guy as far as what works. And Tastefully Inspired, you know, the logo, it has worked. But what we do on this podcast is basically figure out what works and what doesn't. So the second we get off and all this stuff, you can watch the vlog and see me actually changing it over and seeing how it works. I'm going to change the icon on Tastely Inspired the second this this podcast finishes up to the Tastely Inspired logo. And at that moment, let's see if we can get to 35.2. Realistically, let's give it before next Tuesday. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good benchmark. Okay, so Ian, tell me why you feel like this is something that can work. Um, <clears throat> well, it's as you said. Um, you know, Tastely Inspired uh, started with with just you, but it really has become a broader brand. Um, it includes not only interior design now, but also lifestyle and travel. You've got um, Kathleen and Karina. Um, and all the others doing great work for it. Um, 
And so I think that um, while a profile photo can be, you know, very strong uh, in, in some ways, I actually think it's it, it could be holding tastefully inspired back in this case um, in just not representing what it actually is. And that particular photo of you, um, you know, I just, you know, as I mentioned to you before, I, I, I think, you know, it could be, it could be uh, definitely much stronger for, for the brand, you know. It'll so. be interesting. I mean, you know, I have one fan. I mean, she's like probably my number one fan who says that that picture is awesome. You know, I mean, God, you mm-hmm. got to love mothers. But <laughs> we're going to see how it's going to be when we switch it over. And I'm down. I'm, you know, if, it, if it's something that we can kind of show our audience what works and what doesn't, I'm totally good mm-hmm. with it. Because for myself, I have always had that question, honestly, mm-hmm. straight up. Does a profile picture work or does a brand picture work? What is the level? Where should you be at? And it's something that for me, I've always kind of, you know, I, I got to be honest, I've, I've kind of wanted to switch Tastely Inspired over to a to a logo. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when, you know, I mean, you're gaining 100 people a week, it's mm-hmm. kind of a hard thing to stop. But, you know, I'm totally good with it. Um, well, so- I think... I think that I think you may have been gaining those visitor or those uh, followers despite your logo, not not because of your logo, you know, um, you know. So I, I'll be interested to see as well if 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 you see a, a bump in your in your engagement in your in your followership. So what you're saying is my dashing good looks might not have any impact the people were gaining. Oh my god. <laughs> God, it is actually, you know what, going on that topic, it is actually kind of funny profile photos. I mean, that uh-huh. photo, I mean, I'll, I'll be straight up honest. That, that is nothing, I've not looked like that. God, in about 10 years. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> you know, profile photos are the funniest things I look at. And I'm looking at the photo, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what that person really looks like. I mean, it's actually kind of funny in this society, whatever, you know, interior design, you look at that and they're beautiful photos, but you really wonder what a person really looks like because that, those photos tend to be a little, you know, you know good angled and everything like that. But, so what I'm hearing, Mark, what I'm hearing is that you, you, your followership on Instagram was building at a nice rate and you almost saw that almost as your lucky charm. You didn't want to mess with it, right? You didn't want to, to touch it because it was working for you. Oh, yeah. Right? Didn't want to and touch it. Wanted, though, deep down to touch it because I'm not a big fan of that picture, to be totally honest with you. The way it okay. tilts, yeah, way yeah, it, yeah. It, it's not a good resolution picture and everything. But at the yeah. same time, it was bringing – I mean, when you bring in about 100 people every single week yeah. and you're gaining, it's like, ah, all right. You know, it's like a football team or a sports team. Um mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Funny story. I mean, I hate to go on a tangent, but I thought to bring a little bit more of my personal life. I was working with this one um, one kind of designer, and um, it wasn't he wasn't really a designer. He was more like a salesman. And he told me this one thing. He's like, because I, I love using sports analogies. I think sports analogies are great. You know, I know Ian's a Seahawks fan. I'm a mm-hmm. Niner fan. You know, it's but so I love sports analogies. I don't know, maybe just, you know, the teachers I've had through life. But I remember looking at this guy and trying to, you know, make a little sports analogy. And he Mm -hmm. looked at me straight up and he said, Mark, never use sports analogies in the design industry. No one (laughs) will understand. And I just kind of laughed at that. And I was like, you know, seriously, you're telling me no one in the design industry likes sports. And yeah, it was just, it was just kind of a funny thing how, uh, how things kind of get typecasted. Now bringing it back full circle, you know, with these photos, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, like, 
I look at this and I say to myself, a lot of these photos are, you know, are beautiful photos, but they do take on personalities. The type of mm -hmm. Instagram profile photos that I'm seeing that really work for me are things that bring out people's personalities, things that are different. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. personally, I wouldn't mind seeing an interior designer wearing a baseball hat with the, uh, you know, with what? New York Giants logo. I think it'd be kind of interesting, something a little refreshing. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think that's right on target. Um, in, especially in terms of personal brands. Um, you know, people who are really the front face of their business, you know, to, to have a profile photo and to have that profile photo be expressive. Um, in that way, like you said, either having that baseball cap or, or, or being in their favorite place or, or whatever. Um, and I'm actually really a fan of like three quarter body shots. Um, as opposed to just the face, because it really allows more freedom to incorporate, um, the environment in which they stand. You know, for example, let's say that they're standing in a beautiful interior, right? And they got that three quarter body shot. Um, they're able to parlay that environment in which they stand into the personality, into their own personality, right? Because it, it all just comes in a flash. And they, and someone sees them standing in that space and boom, there they go. They get that association, you know? Um, so I think that for anyone out there that is considering, you know, a, a, a change of their profile photo, you know, expand their horizons beyond just their face. Consider that three quarter body shot. That's what I would say about that. Hmm, okay. That's interesting. I like that. Well, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. We're going to tell in a week if it works, if it doesn't, but I will tell you this, Ian, if it doesn't work, we might have to go back to my 80s photo. You know, I don't know. My mom will be, my mom will be so ecstatic. All right. We, okay. Now, now, okay. Now we've, Ian and I have kind of hit on some of the things that have been working in marketing. We're going to take one quick moment here, a little bit about our sponsors, and then we're going to come back to things that actually don't work. We want you as a sponsor. Replace my voice and become a sponsor for this podcast. Get in front of thousands of listeners and in front and center of one of the hottest design blogs in the country. Did I mention in front of our over 40,000 followers on Instagram? We can make it happen. Just reach out. Are you a designer, brand, or manufacturer looking for the right PR and marketing agency to take you to the next level? Tastefully Inspired Marketing PR can not only get your brand on the map with social media, but it's bland that PR and licensing can take your brand to the next level. Tired of those agencies that couldn't produce results? Then maybe it's time you reach out to Tastely Inspired. Okay, guys, we're back talking to Ian. Now we're going to hit the hit the road as far as on what things haven't worked. What, Ian, okay, you and I have been down that road of videos, live videos, all this kind of fun stuff. What things have you done yourself that haven't worked? All right. <clears throat> Boy, this is, this is really front and center for me right now. It's something that I'm dealing with. Um, uh, for, for those out there who have, uh, seen the videos that I've been putting out on social media, um, uh, in, in the last half a year, um, you, you've really seen a progression in the video quality and audio quality that I've been putting out. Um, and, um, the reason is I've, you know, been switching up my techniques and stuff using different stuff. And, and my, my most recent video, which was the Las Vegas video, I really went all out, um, in terms of using a GoPro camera. I actually recorded the audio 
um, on separate recorders um, so that I could really get high quality audio without having to, having to stay connected to the camera. And all this is well and good, but what ended up happening was it added a lot of work for me on the editing side of um, the equation with video. So, excuse me. So I'm still kind of um, feeling out kind of that sweet spot in terms of, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, how to record that video with high quality, but also um, get it so that the, the editing on the back end isn't so heavy. So um, uh, what I would say right now is kind of what I'm thinking is, is the best solution um, is to record on a phone, okay, um, with a microphone plugged into the phone, okay? Um, so this is going to give you um, not necessarily the best, best quality video, but actually it's, it's pretty dang good. You know, phones are pretty good these days. And because you're plugging your microphone directly into that phone, you're getting pretty clean audio there. Um, the drawback with this, with this setup is that you're not able to walk around quite as free, quite as freely, you know, but the, it, it's, it's a fair trade-off because your, 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 your editing on the, on the post side is going to be so much more simple. So that's, that's really kind of what's on my mind right now in terms of what works and doesn't work in terms of producing video. All right, I'll match you on this one. <clears throat> something that doesn't work and something that didn't work for me. Oh my God, people are going to laugh at this one. Makeup. Oh my God. I did some videos. I was trying to apply some makeup, dark circles, as we all kind of know, life is life. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. My wife looked at me straight in the eyes and said, please do not tell me you went on camera looking like that. <laughs> and this is after I, honestly, this is after I put it down a good like 40 to 50 bucks on random makeup. I was asking all these makeup girls, well, hey, what, what can I work? What can, what works good? And all this kind of stuff. Oh right. my God. Honestly, I have a drawer in my office full of makeup that if the other people in this office ever saw it, they'd have some real serious questions about me. So I would say this, unless you're going to be doing makeup, unless you have someone professionally or you know how to use makeup really, really well, uh huh. Guys, stay away from makeup. It, now, when you say now, when you say guys, you're talking about men, right? Well, here's the thing. I think a uh, majority of women know how to apply the makeup. Know exactly yeah. what shade works, what doesn't. They they know exactly what they're doing. But I've never worn makeup in my life. I just noticed right. that I had these like dark circles under my eyes, and I was just going, yeah. "God, this is horrible." I just yeah. don't, I don't look 24 again. So I yeah. was like, "All right, I got I got the fix for this." So I grabbed some makeup, and oh my god, it, it, it really was like a domino effect. I'm like, I need this, then I need this, I need this. And I'm trying to put it on my face, and it just looked so bad. And the truth mm. of the matter is, you think it looks bad, but you think that that's how everyone looks. It, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just a weird thing. But I would say, guys, unless you have some some person who can apply this stuff right, stay away from it. I honestly I did it for a couple episodes on my videos, and I just threw the stuff away. So what doesn't work, bad. Makeup. Well, Mark, what do you think about this? Mark, Mark, tell me what you think about this. What do you think about a guy out there who wants to look better on camera? What do you think about having him um, hire a professional makeup artist for one to two sessions, right? Have that person come and help him out with the makeup. 
And then um, go ahead and just ask that makeup artist, you know, for, you know, the, the, the tip on how to just reduce shine or how to just reduce. Um, actually, I was going to say how to reduce the dark circles, but I think that's actually a pretty tough one. I think that um, just reducing shine is probably um, relatively accessible, you know, if, if the person has the right product, the right shade, you know, of, of powder. You know, powder is 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 something that um, is kind of like the baseline makeup that I that I notice that people use on on camera. You know, even if nothing else is done in terms of makeup, some powder is just thrown on just to reduce the shine so that the lights don't glare off. What do you think? I think that's okay. I'll tell you something that I did um, is I invested a little bit more in lighting. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, when you have a, a good, 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 strong sense of light coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. Makeup is really not needed. Um, if you do it right so there's no shadows and the makeup's hitting or the lights hitting you in the right way, you really don't need that. So my biggest mistake was thinking that um, makeup would be okay in almost every light. The truth is, like, the lighting is the most important. If you have a nice, like, I bought one of those like uh, light rings, and they tend to yeah. work really, really well for me. So I like that, and it's one of those things that I kick myself because you know it was an investment of time and that did, didn't work. It was completely, if I just bought, the, if I just focused on lighting at the very beginning, things right. would have gotten a lot smoother and everything. Trust me, guys, I'm going to tell you this straight up. You know, now and again, if you're in a situation like, let's say like you're someone like Ian, who's doing a lot of like, you know, on location, all that kind of fun stuff, you might do something to like, you know, the, to kind of be okay for all lights, light situations. But if mm -hmm. you're doing something like a podcast, a vlog, or anything like this where you're actually in one location. If you have a good source of light, you should be fine. But honestly, don't do makeup unless you got someone professionally do it for you. Because honestly, God, it just looks horrible. It, it was just really a bad move on my part. And I will say that's a huge epic fail. Um, but like I said, you know, like I'm going to like one of the things about this podcast I was telling Ian is it's going to be about things that I would advise for things that have worked for me and things that have not worked for me. And, you know, it's about getting real and telling people exactly that, you know, a lot of the times I swing and I will miss, but I will keep swinging until I actually hit one out of the park. Sports reference. Hopefully some designer out there in the world got that. All right. All right, Ian. So tell me, are there any other things that you can tell people to kind of stay away from? Something that you might have experimented in and it didn't really work that well for you. Maybe, you know, down the road you might have mastered it, but something that you looked at, like, you know, advertising, marketing, Instagram, something that you looked at and you're like, that was a bad waste of time. Well, um, <clears throat> You know, this is coming to me fresh, so I'm just uh, choosing something off the top of my head. But I'll tell you something that's been on my mind recently in terms of what I really think doesn't work. Um, when I'm on Instagram and I'm cruising around and seeing a bunch of uh, uh, accounts for interior designers, I got to tell you, um, I really um, am not drawn to posts that are simply reposts of other people's Instagram, uh, other people's interior design work. And I know that this is a real challenge to, you know, create original content. But I think that um, this is what every interior designer should be thinking about in terms of their social media strategy. Um, in terms of on the one hand, keeping it authentic. And then on the other hand, keeping it regular. I think those are the the two things that are pulling at each other in, in a social media strategy, right? 
It's either going to be authentic, which is easy to do if you do it sporadically, or it's going to be regular, which is easy to do if you, if you do it canned, right? So you got these two things pulling at each other. And I think every interior designer, um, should be thinking about this dichotomy and thinking about how they can find their sweet spot in that, um, in, in terms of keeping it uh, authentic. So that's what I'll say about that. All right, all right, I like that, I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've gone through a few things that worked, some things that, uh, that haven't. Now, as I said on my video blog, everything, you're going to see some of the things that Ian and I have talked about. Um, the other thing, too, is, as of right now, I'm going to be switching over my picture. Um, Woohoo! Yeah, you're going <laughs> to see it. So as soon as this podcast goes live, and I said Tuesday, but truthfully, depending on scheduling, the second this podcast goes live, we're going to see Eight days later, if we've actually jumped a hundred more and see if Ian's right. So we're going to test the waters as to what works and what doesn't. Thanks for tuning in to the Tastefully Inspired Podcast. If you want to be a guest or sponsor, reach out. We'd love to have you.